You're listening to the Behind the Tee podcast hosted by your favorite club curlers, Rob and Kelly. The show where we share our thoughts on what's happening in the curling world with the internet. But let's be real, we end up talking about football half the time anyways. Hello. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's going great. How are you, Kelly? Not too bad. The same can't be said for your microphone, I have to say. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Uh, We had a little technical difficulty starting today, and this is our third attempt at recording. Um, So hopefully this goes smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) I I just before we get started, um, I was just out to dinner uh, at a pub before we're recording this and they had the football games on and uh, I checked our leaderboard standing and this Uh-oh. week my goodness was it a bad week for pigs uh-oh I haven't checked in a while what's the uh what's the update oh it's um I think like so far I've only picked like four correct outcomes basically I betted against Green Bay this week which was a mistake Aaron Rodgers I thought he'd be uh I don't know. I didn't realize you could recover from COVID so quickly in time to play the second game. No problem. <laughs> I, I guess he didn't have a serious case. Wait, I guess I'm not. i find the game here. Wait, who are they playing against? They were playing against Seattle. And I thought he'd be suspended too for um, not exactly being 100% truthful with his vaccination status. Right, right. Well, he's Aaron Rodgers. He can get away with anything. But yeah, 17 <laughs> nothing. What happened to the Seahawks? I know, like they were a couple of years ago a force to be reckoned with. By a couple of years ago, I mean actually, I think as recently as last year. And uh, I don't know, just not that much of a threat anymore, I guess. And uh, Brady let me down again this week as well. Buccaneers mm-hmm. lost to Washington, but you know what? Patriots they won. <laughs> so. That happened. Yes, like yes. they're on the they're coming back. I can't remember if I picked 40, them or not. I did. Uh, Forty-five. I know to you seven. did. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. All the other games that happened this afternoon, I just lost. The good news is, is that I, because if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, um, because we are supposed to talk about curling, but we, uh, every now and then we always default to something football related and we decided to keep track of how good or really how bad our football picks are. And so do we, what, what are the standings? Like we are keeping track of this. Uh, so I suck. <laughs> Let me just pull the standings right now. So Scleritania Fanboys in the lead with 94 points. And okay. essentially you get one point per per correct pick. So we're just picking who's going to win each game every week. So Scleritania Fanboy are at 94. Uh, Club Brute Girls at 86. Followed by Pod Shatter for Life at a close 85. Okay. So, you see, okay. last week I did what both of you didn't do was I bet against Aaron Rodgers. So I went for the Chiefs or Kansas City over Green Bay because I saw the headline that Rodgers was out because he was sick. So I bet against Kansas City and you both went uh, for Green Bay. I did, did I? Yeah, that's right. I felt they would win without him. They don't have another quarterback. But they do. That's the thing. Like Aaron Rodgers has been like deemed expendable because uh, they drafted like their next in line Mm -hmm. quarterback. And so I guess it's just too soon for that but can you say he's like pulling a brett Favre, where he doesn't want his his like underling to get it's exactly that like when they drafted him uh aaron Rodgers was mad he was like what the heck yeah but dude you're like 40 years old you know it's awkward but i mean don't blame the team they've got to prepare for they've got to prepare for the future at some point you're not tom brady (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, who is? But imagine he like would went to the Buccaneers. <laughs> they could be like, hey, we can split the QB um, responsibilities. You know, do fifty fifty. Every football fan would love that if uh, Tampa Bay got after like Tom Brady, like or even while they have him, like, oh yeah, let's bring in Aaron Rodgers, no problem. Right, that'll be popular. Because you know Tampa's just missing championship wins, right? I know they they're in a pretty bad drought right now. They uh they did not win the World Series. I'm okay. sad to tell you. So man, a cha- a, a sports season wraps up without Tampa Bay winning. Jeez. I feel bad for their fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't want to be living in Tampa Bay right now, would I? No, I wouldn't generally. But <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we should try to get this to curling. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because that is what we're about. Um, it's a big week in the curling world. Um. First of all, I guess uh, what the fans really care about, Kelly, is on Tuesday night, we will play our first ladder game, our first Tuesday night league game right. in one and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been waiting a long time for this moment. I know all our listeners have been waiting forever for this moment to uh, find out how it goes. And in lesser news, there's some other kind of tournament that's starting next weekend. I forget what it's called. Uh, something called, so it's not the pre-pre-pre-trials. <laughs> we finally got to the trials. Um, so yeah, November 20th, uh, we'll start the trials, which will determine who's going to represent Canada at the Olympics this winter. That's right. If uh, I didn't have a day job and I uh, Saskatoon were within an hour's drive, I would go. Oh, so you're not willing to drop $800 on a flight to go to Saskatoon to watch this? I'm afraid not. I, uh, I'd i love to, but... Yeah. <laughs> In uh, late fall when it's already quite cold. See, this is my big curling complaint is that if this were based on demand flying to Saskatoon in late November should be pretty cheap because I imagine not too many people want to do that but unfortunately that's essentially why it's not cheap because many people don't want it. to do that <laughs> I wish it worked more on like supply demand kind of thing which it doesn't sadly so we'll be watching from the comfort of our homes but um the trials is one of my favorite things it's uh like a briar tournament of hearts but every game is featuring a really really good team and i think what i like about it most is that it's totally unpredictable and the stakes are so high it's just uh it's a lot of fun well you essentially have the best of the best in canada playing in this tournament because that's how it's designed right compared to the briar and the scotties you have one representative per province but now it's just any canadian team if you earn the spot you get to to play in it yeah and it's the case for like every Grand Slam that we watch. Every Canada Cup that comes on is the same thing. It's always like the top teams. But, but do any of us really care about that? Yeah, like yeah. we this this is what we all watch for. N- none of us really care about the Canada Cup or trials. I, no. Not trials, sorry, Grand Slam. I mean, unless we get a Netflix special, then I'll care a little more. But until oh, yeah. then. <laughs> if you want us to care, you know what to do. Yeah. Send us money and, uh, and a, a Netflix a, contract. A, a film crew. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. I went through the list of teams that we'll be playing before we started recording, and I kind of have my picks of who I think will win, but also I have picks for who I would like to see win. Okay, interesting. Those two different things, yeah. So yeah. do you want to kind of start with that, and let's go through the teams? I suppose so, sure. 
Do you want to start with the women's or the men's? Start with the women's because let's start the, with the women's because yeah, they're at the they're top, at the of, the top website, of the website, right? <laughs> We're looking at the same thing. First teams here, we have Team Einerson. I can never pronounce her name right. From the Gimli Curling Man- uh, Cur- Gimli Curling Club from Manitoba, uh, they're the latest uh, Team Canada representative. Mm-hmm. Solid team. I like them. Yeah, they. I guess uh, they go in as the favorites. Mm-hmm. Now, I've not been actively following things this year. My understanding is I don't think that they're spieling that particularly well up to now this year. But, but it's still really, early in the season. It is. And does any of that matter? Like, really, every team is trying to peak in late November here. Does mm-hmm. not matter. Anything up to now doesn't really mean anything. Right. One thing we learned from last year is you don't bet against Shannon Burchard. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially at the Tournament of Hearts, though. I don't know if that carries over to the trials, but... Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so next up, we have Team Flurry from the East St. Paul Curling Club, also from Manitoba. Another good, um, solid contender there. And keep an eye out for them because they actually are really spieling well, from what I understand. They're, uh, they've won a lot of tournaments so far this year, so they appear to be on top of their game. Uh, then we have Team Harrison from the Dundas Valley Golf and Curling Club from Hamilton, Ontario. And if I remember correctly, they're one of the entries from the pre-trials that happened a couple weeks ago. That's right. They uh, they survived the pre-trials. Did you, did you pick them? I don't think you... Did any of us pick them? I don't think so. No, our, I don't think we ever talked about it, but our pre-trials picks were really good. Probably it's one the, of the best few things. picks. Yeah. I know. It's one of few things that we, I think we both did better on the men's side though. I think on the men's side, I got it. I didn't get it exactly right, but I did say like, uh, I called Glenn Howard, but I said, if Glenn doesn't make it, watch out for Tanner Horgan. So I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but it still makes me sound pretty good. So I'm going to roll with it. I put here Gunglickson and Horgan. No way. You did. You picked that exactly right. Yeah, look. And then Howard and Flash right here. You don't believe me? Look, I wrote it down. I wrote it I do, down. I do not believe you. Look, oh right God. there. You could have written that right now. I did not because <laughs> look at my notes this time. Different color pen. You guys can't see this on the podcast. But, what this means but is you have to go me. back and listen to episode two from right. this season again. And uh, right. Well, anyway, yeah, good job then. <laughs> Let's keep going. So then we have Team Homan from the Ottawa Curling Club. I mean, uh, no doubt about it, they're also a favorite to win. Uh, mm-hmm. They represented Canada at the last Olympic, and I think that uh, I think a lot of things happened um, last Olympics, we've, which we've already talked about, which I think was kind of unfair for that team. So I wish that if they do win again, they kind of get a second chance, and hopefully things would go better this time around <laughs> yeah this is maybe not the right time to bring that up but what the hell let's go for it like we we were not happy with no. uh, or well i think all of canada was not happy not about well, no, like not the results sec- yeah right like that happens it's just that our understanding is that they had an alternate and curling canada stepped in and said no 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 we're choosing your alternate by the way we're also bringing you another coach yeah by the way we're doing that like curling canada had their hands over everything and i'm sure rachel would not make this an excuse i'm sure she would just admit that like we didn't play as well as we should have but if you're hell-bent on winning a gold medal, which I'm pretty sure Curling Canada is, back the heck off. Mm-hmm. Let them do whatever it is they normally do. Well, I hope that last Olympics was kind of a lesson learned for Curling Canada to be like, hey, you enforcing your like rules onto the team did not work. So back off. I'd, I'd really like to think so. I, uh, Without mentioning names, I know a few people that sat around that boardroom table that uh, were that knew who... 
like the alternate and coach were going to be and like they were sworn to secrecy they couldn't talk about it and i just remember shaking my head going why are you doing this yeah and hopefully i mean and these are again with respect people that have never played competitively or anywhere near the level of somebody like rachel so hopefully like we've said they've learned their lesson and they've backed off but we'll know right away when we see some trials team and curling canada choose an alternate for them if they do that i mean i guess oh, they've you learned know nothing. that yeah, you know that the curling uh, Twitter sphere is going to go crazy. If that we'll have a lot again. to say. Oh, well, yeah. It's great. It'll give us more content. Actually, actually yeah. Curling Canada, do it. <laughs> give us something to talk about. <laughs> so right after Homan, we have her arch nemesis, Team Jones from the St. Vital Curling Club in Winnipeg. To be honest, I'm not going to pick them as my winner, but you never know. You, you never know. know. You can never bet against Jennifer Jones either. Yeah. And uh, I guess that'll be the, the ultimate test. If curling can't, because this is a five-person team with uh, Jennifer, Caitlin, uh, Joss. Well, do you know what's interesting? Don Askin. Yeah. And now Lisa Weagle. But they don't even have, because like every other team has skip third lead coach, right? And obviously they can bring an alternate. But for Team Jones, they have skip third second lead lead. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Coach. So they put Don and Lisa as official leads. As so co -lead. Who's the real lead? Exactly. So I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to like, I can't see them alternating games. Or is one person going to have the lead? And if they don't perform well, the other person's going to step in. And let's say they do make it to the final, who's going to play? And if they win, who are they going to pick as their, their lead? And who's going to be the alternate? Yeah. And that that's a question that we asked, first of all, last year, I remember, when it looked like we would have to play social distancing rules with only one sweeper. And I was thinking, like, why do you have a five-person team when curling is essentially going to become a three-person sport? But it, yeah, it's it's interesting here, too, with uh, the five-person team. And we'll know that Curling Canada's got their hands all over this if Jennifer wins the event. And oh, they, yeah. uh, if they say, like, sorry, uh, Don Askin, you're not, or Don McEwen, pardon me, you're not coming. We're choosing the alternate. Did you obviously, imagine? they would. Obviously, they wouldn't do that. They they did this because they didn't. Uh, they weren't impressed with the alternate on Rachel's team or her resume. It was a Kriviacic, no? Yeah, it was a, another yeah. Kriviacic. <sighs> Anyways, well, if Jones ends up winning, that's going to be very entertaining to see what happens mm -hmm. with that team. Moving on, we have Team McCarville from Fort William Curling Club in Thunder Bay, Ontario. They won the trials, right? Pre-trials. There, the pre I goofed it too. <laughs> Did we picked I think we both picked her as a uh, to mm -hmm. win. That was yeah. a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And then Team Rock from Savile Community Sports Center in Edmonton. Uh -huh. I don't really Oh, we have Dana Ferguson and Rochelle Brown from Right, from pre, uh, Chelsea Carey's old team. Yeah. Well, even before Chelsea Carey, what's her name? Uh Val, Val Sweeting, Sweeting back when she yeah. skipped them, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now we're going really back. Yeah. And then Team Scheidegger from the Lethbridge Curling Club. So she's from the direct and the pre-trial direct entry entry. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Team Walker, also from the pre-trial direct entry entry. So yeah, so that wraps up the women. So mm -hmm. I think they're playing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're playing essentially a round robin and then it's playoffs, right? With a semifinal they are. So, and a yeah. final. There's nine teams, uh, full round robin, and top three make it. The top team gets a bye to the final, and two versus three playoff in a semifinal. And there will be tiebreakers if two teams are tied, because I remember we thought there would be tiebreakers for the pre-trials, and it turns out there wasn't. Mm -mm. And there were some good teams that were knocked out because of a lousy shootout. So there will be tiebreakers here. Could you imagine losing 
a trial spot due to or like you didn't make the the playoffs because of a poor draw to the button i I hate it so much yeah by the way fun fact so there's nine teams here and there's only three provinces represented (laughs) oh my goodness that's true yeah three from alberta um which are walker scheidegger rock three from manitoba jones uh Flurry Einerson and three from Ontario, Harrison, Homan, McCarville. Well, I guess that's very telling of uh, which provinces dominate curling in Canada. <laughs> it sure is. Okay, so should we go with our predictions before we move on to the yes. men? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, since you apparently got the pre-trial so perfectly, I think you should have to go first. Okay, I have two picks here, and I've done the same with the men's. So I think that Homan will win again. Okay. However. My pick for like who I would most like, like I would love to see in the Olympics and I think would be great like PR for Canada and like really represent the country well and just be like very dynamic and fun to see on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see Team Einerson win. Yeah. So those are um, my two picks, but I'll go with Holman. Okay. Why don't we pick the top three? Like, why don't we? Uh... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can do that. So you're already saying Holman will win. Right. Who else is in your top three though? So my top three would be one Holman. So I'm writing okay. this down at the same time. So it's on the record. Two Einerson. And then third, I'm going to go with Flurry. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to say Einerson takes it. All right. She wins the whole thing. Uh, she beats Holman. And um, the other playoff team is going to be Laura Walker. Oh, good pick. Honestly, a lot of these teams, like, I think any of them could be in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's hard to say because I'm looking at the Alberta teams in particular with Kelsey Rock and Casey Scheidegger. I mean, they're no slouches. But the thing is, is with coming off the weird year that we are with COVID, we saw a lot of Laura Walker in the bubble. And I don't believe Scheidegger or Rock played at all or very little, because if you were not part of the bubble last year, then how much curling did you actually do? Yeah, but even if you were part of the bubble, how much curling did you actually do? A lot of them, they had, what, a couple games before the Scotties? Like, I don't... I it don't, just I feels would... like a lot to us, because that damn bubble lasted for like four months. <laughs> yeah, it did. But honestly, like the fact that if you were able to play last year, I don't really think carries forward this year. Look at McCar- uh, Crystal McCarville. Like, they didn't play at all last year, and she's in the trials. And that's their style. They don't they don't travel. Uh, no, well, when you're they... from Thunder Bay, it's really expensive. <laughs> I know. That's why I think we've made the case before, but they deserve uh, mention in the conversation of some of the greatest all time curlers. Because uh, imagine how good they would be if they traveled the country, a la Jennifer Jones, a right. la Rachel Holman, and played as much as they did. Right. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I understand it, it asks. There's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made to be able to to do that. And to find four people from small town Thunder Bay to do that is not easy. So, <laughs> Nope. All right. Well, let's move on to the men's. Mm-hmm. So first we have Team Botcher, who we know very well. Also from Savile Community Sports Center in Edmonton. Can't really argue with that. Nope. I think they're going to be uh, a team to watch. Then mm-hmm. you got Rob's favorite team, Team Dumbstone <laughs> from the Highland Curling Club. From I called them out once. Just and once. <laughs> oh, you called them out more than once. Maybe once on the podcast. Once, on, Okay, once on the airwaves. <laughs> but, so Team Dumbstone. <laughs> Sorry, but Rob really hates this team. <laughs> no, I don't. 
know, you don't hate, but like you have strong comments. Hate, hate is such them. a strong word, but I, I have okay. comments. And, and comments. Matt I support. Dunst- I support your comments. Don't worry about it. Yes, and Matt Dunstone's use of a corn broom is enough to endear me to him. So he he gains bonus points that way. That's right. Right. So yeah, I don't. I think Dunstone is kind of um. You can go either way. I think they'll either do really well or or they'll be like at the bottom of the pack. It's hard to say because like you look at the, they're so good, but in a field like this, they mm-hmm. I could see them finish first. I could see them finish in last. That's, exactly. That's it's, the interesting thing about the trials. It'll just, if they manage to get on a, like to peak and to get on a hot streak, I think they can do very well. But if they don't, uh, yeah, they could end up at the bottom of the pack. Absolutely. Uh, then we got Team Epping from the Leeside Curling Club in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Another uh, familiar face, but also Brett Lang. Uh, wouldn't it be great if Jones and this t- and Epping win, husband and wife, get to go to the Olympics together? That'd be interesting. I think that's happened before. Or no, it, they've both been to the Olympics, but never but at the not, same time. But never at the same time, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, then we have Team Gunlickson from the Morris Curling Club in Manitoba. Yeah, nobody likes that team. Not at all. They're from a <laughs> they're a pre-trial entry. We love that team. They yeah. uh, they play a very exciting game. They do. Then we have Team Gushu, another veteran from the Remax Center in St. John's. Mm-hmm. The Remax Center isn't that sounds more like an arena than a curling club. I I've seen pictures of it. It's really a curling club, but okay. um that that'll be the next thing. Like we we'll, we play at a curling club, but I'm pretty sure by the end of our careers it'll be known as the Tim Horton Center. Oh dear. <laughs> That'll be how we lose Kelly. Yeah, I already sent. Sorry, segue. But I don't, did you ended up going to Tim Hortons recently? I have not. But like the big news this week is Justin Bieber has launched his uh, own brand of Timbits. Are they available yet? I have no idea. I just saw the headline. This is one of the things where I didn't even read the article. I just saw the headlines and sent it to you right away. <laughs> I know. I, I I had a couple of people talking to me about it, and everybody was saying what a terrible idea. They all hated it, but nobody stopped to talk about the flavors of Timbits that are involved. I thought they sounded good. What are the flavors? Do you remember? I'm looking it up here. Um, okay. Because, okay. I mean, a Timbit's a Timbit. Like, they're all good. Yeah, like, we we've had our... Well, by we, I really mean you, have had our criticisms of Tim Hortons uh, mm-hmm. but I won't quite critique. Often. I won't critique the Timbits. I love Timbits. Whenever you go to the office and someone brings a box of 50, t- like 100 Timbits, you know I'm going to eat them all. I know. I love it. Um, even if they are stale and they've been sitting there. <laughs> I don't care. They're still good. <laughs> they're still pretty good. I don't feel so good after I have a couple, but like that doesn't matter. Um, okay, so the three Tim Beebs flavors, as they're calling them, are chocolate. Tim Beebs, you bet, are chocolate white fudge. Oh, that might actually be good. Like, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah. Uh, sour cream chocolate chip. And uh, okay, but but hold on a sec. Like, when it comes to sour cream, I assume they mean um, some like kind of cheesecakey. I don't think so. I think it's some kind of glaze with like kind of a lemony oh, thing, which makes right. it sour. But they have to find a better name than sour cream because that makes me think of like tacos or yeah, yeah, exactly. Would, and I've always had an issue with that. And then there's this one, bel- uh, birthday cake waffle. Oh, that actually makes See? really good. I told you, like these yeah. are not bad. I think when you say birthday cake, I think of the like the you know the funfetti yeah. birthday cake mix. That's what I think of. Yeah, like they already have something like that, but now yeah. like with some kind of waffle thing. Okay, well I have a local Tim Hortons. Maybe I'll scope it out, and if I see the Biebs Timbits. I'll, I'll... Yeah, on November 29th. November 29th. Okay. 
I'll mark yeah. my calendar. So we'll try that. We'll try them and uh, we'll report here how they are. Okay, so stay tuned in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to uh, the teams here. Uh, so then we have another pre-trial entry, Team Horgan from the Cataraqui Golf and Curling Club from Kingston, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're supported by the Tragically Hip. <laughs> if you listened to last week's episode, you would know, understand the reference. Exactly. Team Jacobs from the Sioux Curlers Association from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. That's right. Oh, he's got Mark Kennedy as third. Since when did they curl out of the Sioux? Since when do they have Mark Kennedy as third? <laughs> <laughs> There's an old favorite. Uh, um, <laughs> they're from Thunder Bay, no? No, they're from Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, so then we have the guy who's very bad at time management, Team Cooey from the Glencoe <laughs> Curling Club, <laughs> Calgary, Alberta. You know, I was thinking about that today. I don't think he is as bad as we say he is. I think it's his team. I think Kevin is a pretty, uh, or not the most vocal, verbose guy there calling the game. It's oh, that's the fact for sure. that his his whole team wants to give input. Mm-hmm. I think that's what slowed them down. Good point. And then we have uh, rounding out the field is Mike McEwen, who um, made it here out of the pre-pre-trials. Direct entry. Right. Which, um, and I, I don't want to say that anybody, I don't want to pick a team to come in last or anything like that, and I'm not about to and say that, but if there's one team that oh, has not been- Oh, go for it. <laughs> But I'm not even willing to do that. It's just if there's one team that has not been that strong, I would say it's been Mike McEwen. And I mean, obviously, he deserves to be here if he could win the direct entry. But just keep in mind is what I mean. They did not make the forget the playoffs. They didn't even make the championship pool at the Briar last year. Right. So they've not been playing particularly well the last couple of years. But what's interesting about this is that none of that means anything. Well, to be fair, too, like it was there was some team reshuffling there. So I think they just never had time to like coagulate as a team and find uh, that sweet spot to be able to perform well. And like you said, they're fantastic players. But the thing is, is that the pool of teams is just so strong. Yeah. That, you know, you may finish dead last, but that doesn't mean you're a bad team. Just everyone else is really good. That's it. It's the nature of the, like what we, the one thing we do know, because we don't know a lot, but the one thing that we do know from this is that some really, really good team is going to come in last place. Right. Right. And uh, that's the nature of these Olympic trials. They're, uh... (laughs) they're something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, well, I guess since you let off with the women, maybe I should go first with the men. Um, Yeah. Oh, who to pick? Um... I find the men is a little harder. Yeah, it's I. Or I could see, especially for the playoffs, because I could literally see any one of these teams making the playoffs. That's why I think I deserve like a million dollars if I get this right. But I'm gonna say Brad Gushu wins it. Okay. Um, he is gonna defeat Brendan Botcher in the final. Okay. And the third place team will be Kevin Cooey. Um, I had similar picks. I also think Gushu's going to win. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then I would go Kui. So he'd beat Kui out. And then the third place team will be Botcher. So we just swap it. Okay. So we're very, very similar there. Yeah. However, I just want to add the team I would love to see win is Team Gutlickson. Oh, me too. I would be so happy if they win. Absolutely. That would be a, a lot of fun. So that's my fan favorite pick. And I hope they have a good week. My favorite thing with that team is like they don't really contend for the championship, but they do get in there and mess things up for some of the really big name teams. Mm -hmm. But also like they just came off 
from winning the pre-trials. So if they can kind of like keep that momentum into the trials, like that could definitely work in their favor. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I might actually watch this championship. <laughs> I know. We will have to. Uh, unfortunately, it's at like a very inconvenient time of year, I find, for um, in terms of like how busy we are with work and things like that. I don't know. But I find it really, I want to watch as many draws as I can and I don't really have the time to. Right. No, same here. Well, I'm kind of limited to evening games, but even sometimes like now that life has picked back up again, I have plans in the evenings. I know, <laughs> so like I these evenings are watch. pretty uh pretty busy with things, so that's always been hard. I like when the Briar lines up with my or Tournament of Hearts. Sometimes one of them will line up with my March break, and I would love to like have that luxury for the trials and it does not happen. Well, I never have that luxury, Rob, so <laughs> <laughs> But you could <laughs> but I take your vacation in March. Like. No, sorry. I mean, I love curling, but I would never take a week off vacation to watch. Curling. That's right. For us who don't get a choice, it's uh, it's the consolation of not having a choice of having one of those tournaments happen during it. But uh, right. no, it'll be it'll be fun, um, even though we might not get to watch as much as we would like. I'll definitely watch the playoffs. That's for sure. And uh, we'll definitely follow what's going on. Like we'll follow the developments of it and I'm sure we'll have a bunch of snarky comments to make. Uh, it was a lot easier under curfew when there was <laughs> we had Nothing no else choice to but to stay home and watch curling. So now that we've uh, gone through the Canadian teams, the rest of the world is also uh, fighting for spots to the Olympics. I don't know if you had a, a chance to look at like who qualified and who has yet to qualify. Oh, I have not. Have you? Yeah, I have. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm prepared. Uh, I haven't looked uh, too much into the mixed doubles, but I've looked into the men's and the women's. So there's still three spots remaining uh, for countries to qualify. And in December or early December, there's the WCF Olympic qualifying event for a bunch of teams to to get those spots. And kind of like Canada, there's a whole bunch of like pre-qualifier and pre-pre-qualifier, which I can kind of go into in a moment. But pretty standard, like if you start with the women's, uh, you know, like Canada's already got their spot. China gets a spot because they're host country. Then we got Denmark, who got a spot. Okay. Which is that country that just kind of comes Such in and goes. Such a high, low curling country, yeah. right? At one time, they're in the world championship final. And then a year later, they're fighting to get out of the sea. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like consistency is not <laughs> Denmark's strength. <laughs> and then we have uh, Rock or the Russian Olympic Curling Federation. Okay, I was like Kelsey Rock is no. what are you talking about? The 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 country we cannot the, officially right. name. Um <laughs> and then Sweden, Switzerland and the United States. Okay. Do you recognize one country I did not mention that should be part of this list that, but that isn't? Um the country we live in? No, Canada's got a spot. Oh, oh, okay. Wait. Um no, I I'm trying to think. Great Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I.e. Scotland. Uh, they curl out of Great Britain for the Olympics, but they have yet to qualify for the women's. Interesting. Interesting, eh? I, I remember we had the discussion at some point last year of like the downfall of e Eve Muirhead or like not the downfall, but comparing Eve to Homan and how their careers have just like taken off in different directions. Yeah, it's uh, they're on a bit of a decline, it would appear. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not fully out of it yet. They're playing in this pre-trials event, uh, so they still have a chance to, to get there, but... Because when it comes to Scottish curling, like, uh, there's definitely been a changing of the guard with, um, like, Bruce Mowat is now, um, I mean, definitely a gold medal threat. 
let's be honest. And um, waiting in the wings behind him, there's another good Scottish team in this Ross White team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Scotland on the men's side is looks ready to go for many, many years to come. But for the women, I don't know. Is there another team in line? Like maybe there is, but I don't know about it. Like there is. There's there's definitely other women's team in Scotland, but... But nobody has taken these Grand Slams by storm the way Bruce Mowat has. No one's taken Eve's crown yet. Okay. I mean, I don't want to get too into it because like, you know, curling in, in, can be very political. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of that's why situations. our netflix special will get into it oh my god this we'll have a whole episode about episode. this oh yeah oh i think you could do a whole season on just scotland <laughs> but yeah we don't want to get into trouble right now so i'll leave that at that um the other teams that are still trying to qualify are south korea who had great success last olympic uh yeah. have yet to qualify germany too uh which we've seen recently in a couple worlds um, and then other teams, uh, Japan, Czech Republic, Italy, and Estonia. And then Latvia and Turkey also won a spot into this like pre, they won the pre-Olympic qualification event. Okay, but very interesting because I thought that like we were among the last countries to settle things and uh, I guess not. Yeah, we're the last to settle who's going to be our rep, but we already oh, have okay. our spot. These are countries fighting for a spot. Right, in like, the okay, so they kind of a, they know who their teams will be. They just don't know if they'll be there. Exactly. Okay. So I think pretty much whoever is going to be playing in these tournaments will be the representative of those countries. Because to be fair, like the rest of the world, there's only one team for the country. Except maybe that's Switzerland. Right. That's but right. Yeah. So that's it for the, for the women's. And I just, I hope for Team Czech Republic that they do not have to play three games in a day. Because... <laughs> think of all the granite they'll think of all the pounds of granite they'll have to lift they did the math all the kilometers are gonna have to sweep (laughs) really snarky today (laughs) that was a fun time when we took them down for that i uh that that was the the czech team protesting by uh citing all the kilometers they would have to walk by playing three games or by playing three games in a day last year not garnering much sympathy from the behind the tea podcast oh definitely not and probably anybody yeah i was like girls i have played many three games in a day like deal with it that's right play mixed doubles and then speak to us (laughs) yeah uh so then if you go to the men's so the teams that have qualified are canada and china great britain i.e scotland and then russia sweden switzerland and the united states so no surprises there. Yeah, this time I was actually paying attention, uh, listening for notable omissions, and I can't really think of one. No, so the I guess the only notable ones might be Italy. Like they've had some recent success in the past couple worlds, and even the last Olympics, I think they did fairly well. Uh, and then Norway, I would have expected Norway to get a spot. It's no longer you know Team Ulster, yeah. but well, I was gonna say I I I could care less if they don't have uh, Team Ulster. <laughs> But besides that, you have Japan, Germany, Denmark, and South Korea, and then the Czech Republic and Finland are also there um, through the pre-Olympic qualification event. So yeah, I think uh, the guys is pretty standard. Uh, no surprises there. Yeah, I can't really think of any. It's. Uh... I think the surprise will just be who who actually wins the Olympics because <laughs> it could be literally anyone. 
I know. Like, did anybody have money on John Schuster last time? No. Oh, whoever put money on that yeah. must have. Uh, I never would have guessed that Schuster no, exactly. would have won the Olympics. And that's what I like about all of this is that um, there's all this preparation that's done. There's all this investing in a team for four years and doing all this ridiculous training. And at the end of the day, it comes down to one game and or one little playoff run and you never really know who's gonna get hot and right i hope it's canada but i hope it's canada too but i hope it's like an oddball team that we did not expect to represent canada that would make it even more fun sorry to segue a little bit here who's gonna be representing switzerland in for the men's is it schwartz like do they officially got their no it it is peter de cruz i believe uh don't quote me on that but i believe it is de cruz Okay. We were cheering for Schwartz because they follow us on Instagram, but um, what can you do? No, it's not. Sh- no, Schwartz is part of the Cruises team. It was. Oh, Schwartz. Schwaller. I'm thinking of Schwaller. Sorry. They both start with the same four <laughs> letters. Okay. I yeah. wasn't sure there because uh, I remember their Olympic birth was kind of up in the air depending on how well they did at the world. Right. right? Yeah. Something which like that. We, we were not a fan of, but I believe mm-hmm. they, they have secured the right i believe oh good 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 but they should follow us on instagram behind yes. the t dot curling so with all that trials news kelly there's actually uh some other news going on in the curling world today oh please tell me yes this is pretty pretty exciting news so quebec just won a, a national championship say what i know you didn't even know this did you know <laughs> uh the canadian mixed championship wrapped up today on this day of record that we're recording and, and this uh, is mixed not mixed doubles not mixed doubles this is traditional curling uh but with mixed teams and mm-hmm. quebec actually for a second year in a row won the national nice. title quebec being skipped by uh some curler named jean michel menard i don't know if you've oh, heard, never of him. heard of him <laughs> It was actually, it was interesting because I really like the, the national mix tournament and I think it deserves more attention than it gets. I had a, it's, they showed it on YouTube all week and I've had a crazy busy week, so I've not been able to follow it or watch it much, but I had it on in the background while I was like eating dinner at 10 o'clock at night every day this week, that kind of thing. So I got to see a little bit of it. I got to watch and it's a lot of fun because it's um really good caliber curling but it's not quite at the tournament of hearts or briar level right but that said even though it's not at that level that actually i think makes it a bit more interesting it's really good curling with the human aspect of they actually will miss the occasional shot oh okay so it's uh there's some things where like you see a team take four and then give up three that wouldn't happen with brad gushu and kevin cooey right 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 so I don't know. I got into it. I kind of enjoyed it. Not that I could watch very much of it. And yeah, kudos to Team Quebec. With, oh, well, uh, congratulations. And uh, actually, yeah, because there's a few names that we've heard of, like James Grattan, who we see at the Briar every year out of New Brunswick, was skipping yeah. the New Brunswick team. There were a few other, like Jamie Cooey had a very good week skipping the Northwest Territories. They actually finished first in the round robin, but they lost uh, in the semis. Um but yeah, like a lot of names that we've heard of, and Quebec was uh, Jean-Michel Menard. Ex- yeah, girl. yeah. Marie-France Larouche was his third. Right. Um, Jean-Michel's wife Annie Lemay, who played for many years with uh, Marie-France, and, and uh, Marie-France's husband Yann Bello was the like. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, well, that's what I think with because the mixed. Like, mix doesn't really lead you anywhere. Like, you win, and there is a world championship, too, I think. But it's just, it doesn't have the level of notoriety as um, regular men's, women's, or mixed doubles play. So, it's a lot of fun, even as a player. Like, I haven't played it, but I know people who've played it. And it is, like, 
you curl, but there's a whole party happening in behind the scenes. And it's kind of that tournament, like it's good curling because a lot of it is a lot of the players are kind of like ex-competitive curlers, like Jean-Michel Menard, right? Or mm-hmm. Koo, well, I guess Koo is not necessarily ex-competitive because he's the only one out of Northwest, <laughs> Northwest Territories. But essentially it's like people who have like competed in the past and kind of still want to compete, but don't want to commit uh, to traveling the country all the time. Uh, they were like, this is my this is my big tournament for the year. Thank you very much. I'm going to go back to club curling now. Like, that's kind of what it is. So it good does. curling, it, but more on, um, yeah, it's a little more chill. Yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. And actually, I remember um, Montreal held this tournament quite a few years ago, actually, at a club that I lived very close to at the time. And so I volunteered for it and they made me a driver. So my job was to drive a lot of the players from the hotel to the curling club. And Cheryl Bernard was there. Carrie Einerson was there. James Grattan was there. Uh, Greg Balsden. Who else was there? There were a lot of names that I saw on TV for many years and that were then in the back of my car, which is really weird. But <laughs> but it, no, it's a great tournament. And uh, it seems like it would be a lot of fun. Unfortunately, like it made me think like, oh, yeah, that would be fun to enter. And uh, Jean-Michel said like, oh, he plans to play this forever with. It. So like, well, there's no getting out of Quebec then. <laughs> For one time you can say that, like my odds of getting out of Quebec are really slim. I know I might be easier to get to the briar. <laughs> I think what you have to do, Rob, is just try to get on his team. So then you can go. There you go. Unfortunately, yeah. the other guy on his team, the second, Yan Belo, was making everything. So I don't think he'd have much use for me. Uh, mm. But anyways, just before we wrap this up, I have to get this out there that um, a lot of the names, I was look, flipping through the rosters very quickly and there were some familiar names. And so Quebec beat Ontario in the final. And okay. uh, by the way, just quick aside, Jean-Michel made one of the best shots you'll ever see. Um, he was in huge trouble. And he made this double roll to the button and he was going to give up three or four doubles, two rocks out, rolls to the button, perfectly frozen on the other Ontario rock. No, it did not explode, but (laughs) it's as if it did. Okay. (laughs) Then with broom shout out. But anyways, so this Ontario team that they were playing, uh, I thought that a couple of the players looked familiar. So I quickly searched their names into Facebook. Right. And this is what I found. I have to read you this. So the front end of the Ontario team actually have a mixed doubles team. And the reason I bring this up is they have the greatest uh, Facebook page of any mixed doubles team I've ever seen. So this is a Facebook page like for the team. For the team. Yeah. So like, you know how we have an Instagram page that chronicles all the uh awesome things we do which is <laughs> yeah behind the t-dot curling right um so they have they have one chronicling their mixed doubles team but when i found this i thought it was so funny because they actually they're very uh self-deprecating right like this is just a post from the end of their 2019 season it just goes well the season has come to a close with an absolutely brutal showing by team hobson tippet that's their name uh that was recorded by uh local TV for future generations to study on how not to play mixed doubles. (laughs) Brampton Curling treated us like royalty and we couldn't have asked for a better experience. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Then they start saying nice things. But I like the part where they just uh, talk about how badly they've played. Let me find you one more. There's a picture of them having a beer here, drowning our sorrows after a brutal loss. That's the only way to handle a brutal loss. (laughs) Despite Erica curling 0%, we managed to win our, our game. Erica is getting wine now, which should help solve the problem. 
And uh, I'll just read you their team intro. Uh, okay. This is their first post. Um, so this is the front end on this Ontario team we saw today. But uh, Kevin Tippett and Erica Hobson met on a Thursday night in 2017 and bonded over a shared love of hijinks and drinks. Their fate to curl together was sealed when they discovered a common appetite for Topper's Pizza. Uh, I guess that's some pizza chain in Ottawa. I don't know. And a common distrust of the youth of these days. Notable achievements include 2018 Mixed Doubles Regional Qualifier winner on the Seaside, ranked 16, <laughs> ranked 16 out of 16 teams at Provincials, and didn't even finish dead last. <laughs> I love that. 2019 Mixed Doubles Regional Qualifier winner, Seaside, thanks to a crippling injury to another team. Not ranked 16th out of 16 at Provincials, but probably will finish dead last. Being friends for two years with only a handful of instances of Erica giving Kevin the silent treatment. Uh, then it goes on. The key to Team Hobson's Tippett's success is Hobson's curling skills and Tippett's ability to drive places. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> uh, true environmentalist, the team has adopted a zero waste policy and as such, Hobson dutifully finishes Tippett's meals. Team Hobson Tippett has many goals and ambitions. Hobson strives to be the least sweeping doubles player of all time, and Tippett strives to be less heavy all the effing time. <laughs> also, the team dreams of finding out what there is to life other than being really, really ridiculously good looking. Their team song or team anthem is Dress Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, then finally, it concludes by saying team strengths, strong livers and great hair. <laughs> team weaknesses, throwing, sweeping and general strategy. Interested sponsors can contact us at curlingcutie6969 at hotmail.com. <laughs> well, there we go. I think we just got a new uh, username for I know. our fantasy league if they care to join. I agree. So um, That's yes, great. go. Go search Hops and Tippet Mixed Doubles Team of Awesomeness on Facebook and give this team uh, a lot of love. Some I think love. they deserve it just based on that. Uh, that was enough to almost make me cheer for against my our, our own home province. Hey, if I had a lot of money, I'd sponsor that team. Absolutely. It makes me, we've got to step up our social media game to oh, uh, compete sure. with that is what I've discovered. Right, right. Yeah, we got to take our Instagram to a whole new level here. Yeah, we'll try. We're getting there. Well, we're still, we're, still, we're still easing our ways into the season, even though it's already November. That's right. But once we, hey, we, first game coming up this week, even though it's late November. <laughs> I know. I've like yet to watch a full curling game. Can I just tell you quickly before we go, I did play a, an actual game, not with you, but with my Thursday night team the other day. Okay. And so I was skipping. Uh, let's just say it was not the... I didn't curl horribly, but there were several bad brain fart moments. In the first end, I, I called my I called for my second to do a takeout. And I'm tapping the rock to say, you know, hit this. Yeah. And one of the sweepers is yelling something down to me. And I have no idea what the hell he's saying. Was it a guard? You're asked to hit a guard when you... No, no. It. it was in the house. It was in the okay. house. But he came down to tell me because I really couldn't hear him. He says... We're yellow. You shouldn't be calling us to take out the yellow rock. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. I was tapping our own rock saying, remove it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, later on in the game, in the last end, we're up, but not by a lot. And so I called for I called for us to do a takeout. And I said, "If well, if we wreck on the guard, like it's partially buried. But if we wreck on the guard, that's fine. We'll peel the guard, but go for the one in the house. And uh, again, my third is yelling something down. I can't hear what he's saying. So I just ignored him and we called the shot anyway. And sure enough, we wreck on the guard and we violated the five rock rule. 
but oh the other sk- but the other skip didn't notice either and so we uh had no idea where to put the rock because not ne- neither of us were paying attention <laughs> and also i forgot that they had hammer in the eighth end i set up the whole end as if we had hammer well good thing that you're not skipping our tuesday night ladder i know i mean really like i uh that year and a half is off has not been kind to me. It would appear so far. Oh, geez. So I've set the bar pretty low for you on for on Tuesday, Kelly, okay. if you're skipping. I think I, I think I can manage on Tuesday. <laughs> Just remember what color we are and we'll be good. Right. All right. So that's it for uh, this week. Um, catch us next week when we'll um, kind of review, I guess, what happens during the trials. So Yeah, we'll break down some trials thing of some nature. We'll yep. figure it out by then. And we'll review how our game went. <laughs> yes. For still alive and still a team. Yes. Bye. Take care. Bye.